This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. It's less dramatic. Yeah, I know. Welcome to the Two Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast, first and only Facebook talk show. We are THN cover to cover. And we're doing it here on Saturday, October 13th. Here's how it works, kiddies. Every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time, Joey and I are taking are talking all things comics with you nerds, and we do it live. Call us at 402-819-4894, or you can go to Facebook and click the Call Now button. People are like, Matt, you say the number so fast. There's a big Call Now button. Just go there. Our phone number is also at TwoHeadedNerd.com. If you go to our website, you can find it there also. You can call it anytime. It doesn't have to be live. Leave us a message. Maybe you saw a movie you liked. Maybe you played a video game that sucked. Maybe you stubbed your toe and you just want to yell about it. Whatever. Call us. Leave us a message. We want to hear from you. You can also send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. I get it. Some of you live outside the United States. We want to hear from you, too, even though it's all America first in this office. I'll tell you what. (laughs) But we want to hear from you guys, too. But before we get started, every week, Joe Patrick resets the question of the week. I sure do. This week's question comes once again from Trevor via the THN forums. The new Goocher. Well, he's not the Goocher yet. Oh, yeah. Shh. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down, Trevor. I don't know where that came from. What is the worst thing you've ever seen happen to a superhero or superhero team? Is it Batman getting his back broken only to pass on his cape and cowl to a madman? Captain America having his life rewritten by a cosmic cube and betraying everyone he's ever known and loved by leading Hydra? Or the X-Men watching a teammate die again and again and again in perpetuity? Now, we're talking things that happened after the hero was already established, yes. so nothing that like was part of their origin. No like dying Uncle Ben. Krypton exploding. No dead parents getting shot in Crime Alley or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, later on. That's a great question. Trevor is a heady guy, and I have this hunch that we're going to hear from him again. I don't know, but... I hope so. There's your question. I want to reset some stuff. I want to talk about DC's Titans. We just watched it last night. We reviewed it on the show. I want to hear from you guys about it, your thoughts, your feelings. Was it too dark? Was it not dark enough? Were you hoping for more full frontal nudity? I want to hear, okay? We want to talk about Venom. I want to get into Venom with you guys. You're going to hear our spoilerific review on the show, Spoiler alert, I hated it. (laughs) And not in a good way. I wanted to go into Venom and knowing I'm not going to like it, but walk out going, yeah, that was dumb as hell, but I had a good time. I want to hear from you guys. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. Let's talk Venom. Marvel has just... It can't always be me. I can't always be the one. I was going to say Marvel's just canceled their first TV show, and it was reported that way all over the place, but that's not true. Well, it's the first Netflix show to get canceled. That's true. Inhumans was technically the first one they canceled. Oh, and Agent Carter, probably. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about Agent Mm -hmm. Carter. I forgot that was even a thing. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, no, it's the first of the Marvel Netflix shows to be canceled. Iron Fist got canned, and probably for... Good reasons. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone's like, well, the season two was a little better. Great. That doesn't mean it was good. It ends on a big cliffhanger. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Iron Fist is dead. And, spoiler alert, in Marvel Comics, 
Iron Fist just lost his Iron Fist. They cut his hand off in the digital books. Does he have like a ghost hand? I th- well, the story is called Phantom Limb. So, <laughs> yes. I can't think about this. I can't hear the phrase Phantom Limb without thinking of the Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> They've ruined it for me. Fair enough. The phone lines are open. Call us. We want to hear from you guys. Let's talk. This is your show. We do it live for you so you can interact with us and we can get your opinions. It's not just all comics here. We talk movies. We talk video games. We talk D&D. We talk all kinds of shit. We even talk Pathfinder sometimes, although I don't know shit about it. Jared knows more about that stuff. So give us a holler. Let's friggin' do it. Right now, let's check in with my man, Stephen Fino, our master of coin who keeps track of our finances. We appreciate it. We have this dungeon in the ziggurat that's full of coins and rubies and stuff, and he swims through it like like Scrooge McDuck. It's kind of weird, but... (laughs) Everybody watching this. Yeah, but... Damn. Turds don't float in the wind. It's just a very stupid... Oh, hello again. (laughs) This is Lord Stephen, Master of a Coin. Tomorrow, I will be headed to New York Comic Con with my two surviving Moloid interns. And before we left, we decided to go see Venom. Uh, My thoughts on it are quite similar to how I feel about Justice League, which is to say that it is objectively a shitty film, but I can't say I had a bad time watching it. Exactly! I mean, granted, I brought a flask with me, which I do to any movie rated below 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so my senses were a bit off, but I still managed to have a really good time watching it, and I can't say I expected that. Uh, But speaking of New York Comic Con, Young Justice is returning to DC Comics, and it's written by BYOB Bendis. (laughs) I do not know how I feel about this. I mean, on one hand, I am glad that Tim, Bart, Connor, and Cassie are being used by DC in the first place instead of just having them be murdered in a psychiatric hospital. But on the other (laughs) hand, Bendis does not have a good track record, in my opinion. And he does a good job writing teenage characters, but he's still not really the guy I want steering this ship. Uh, Mark Russell's Wonder Twins sounds amazing, but I really wish I was more excited about this main book considering it stars all these characters I love. Uh, Now... I'm pretty sure the Moloids have alcohol poisoning, so I'm just going to go check on them for a sec. Yeah, they can't hold their liquor. Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) So I have two tickets to New York Comic Con if anybody wants one. (laughs) Steven, always good to hear from you. And yes, Joe made a very similar point about Venom. that It is a shitty movie. It is an objectively bad film, but he did have some fun watching it. Maybe I thought about it too hard. Uh, yes. Am I guilty for thinking about it too hard? Yes. But see, but even like the dumb shit, even like the easy shit, like the venom breaking stuff and killing people, that didn't even get me. It wasn't enough, you know? It should have been rated R. It's that simple. It should have been rated R. should have been a gore fest. There should have been parents lined up saying, don't go see this movie. It's bad for everyone. But, you know, like, give me that venom movie and I'm in. Fuck it. You don't even have to write it. Just gore fest. Let's go. Wow. He eats people. He has a mouthful of teeth and he eats people. Yeah. I don't... Was there even... Sometimes. Was there even blood in this movie? I don't think there was any blood. I don't think there was either. I don't think anyone bled. Yeah, I don't recall seeing much blood. Yeah. It was just like a bunch of boilerplate, like security guards with guns that have no problem watching people die in research facilities because apparently their benefits package is that good. They're corrupt. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like, we live in a world where, like, the White House is corrupt, but we get fucking leaks out of there all the time. And as far as I know... Jenny Slade was trying to blow the whistle. As far as I know, they're not murdering anyone in the White House, but, I mean, I'm not ruling it out. You don't know that. (laughs) You do not know that. And uh, Young Justice is coming back and brian michael bendis is writing it i'm curious steven are you reading his superman because his superman is wonderful right now 
And I am not worried about him writing Young Justice. Um, I think that Bendis has a, a, a good track record with young characters, but his team books, while enjoyable on some level, aren't always super great. All the characters tend to sound the same. That can be true. Uh, that so. can be true. Now, we've yet to see him do a team book at DC. True. He seems to be going through a creative renaissance. And BMing all over the DC universe. <laughs> Explosively BMing all over the DC universe. But I'm not worried about it. And I think Wonder Comics is a great place for these characters that we haven't seen forever. And Bendis is really good at writing smart teen stuff. Yeah. It's just a, every time they mention another new imprint, I'm like, well, I know. Come I know. <laughs> like, it's it's just it's part of DC Comics. Why does everything It reminds me of the 90s when Marvel said, "You know what? We're separating every family of characters into separate yeah, editorial oh, offices." Oh god, it was the worst. And they all had like their own kind of branding and their own style. Right. And they all had their own giant events that were happening that the whole rest of the Marvel universe didn't even notice. Yeah, that was during the Spider-Clone stuff. Yeah. Like a, uh, a sentinel would show up and like fart on a city and like Spidey doesn't notice, <laughs> you know, because it happened in the X books or whatever. But um, yeah, I whatever they they can call it whatever they want if they want to label it like all the new the Justice League related books are called New Justice, which is whatever. fine, fine. And but it, here's the thing: it's in continuity. They said it right. is in it's continuity. part of the DC universe. And if the idea is Wonder Comics, we're like we're looking for younger readers, and we're going to write smart comics for younger readers. That's a good thing. We need them because the readers are getting older and older. Yeah, not younger and younger. So we need that shit. Hey guys, Jason Sachs here. What's the worst thing you've ever seen happen to a superhero or superhero team? Not just for the superhero, but for the readership team. Spider clone. <laughs> oh. So first. Peter Parker, he's happy, he's married, he and Mary Jane are happy, but wait, and she's pregnant too, but wait, the baby is lost, and the there's a clone haunting him, and there's people betting his life, and there's uh, all kinds of foo-fa and hoo-ha and craziness about him. All kinds of foo-fa and hoo-ha. himself, and everything falls apart and comes together, and he moves, and he gets in these cataclysmic fights, and everything just is like, a complete and total stupid mess in poor old Peter Parker's life, or maybe it's Ben Riley's and to this day, we still don't know. And it's all a complete mess and catastrophe. And uh, anyway, you could see it like that storyline just makes me completely lose my logic and everything else in life. So anyway, that's it. Thanks. Bye. Joe Patrick, <laughs> I'm going to time you. Yeah. 30 seconds. Okay. Set up the spider clone and clone war story. Go. Okay, uh, in the 70s, uh, uh, Peter Parker's college professor, Miles Warren, yes. uh, was secretly in love with Gwen Stacy. Well, who wasn't? And he cloned her, and he she also was, cloned but Peter Parker. But she was Peter Osborne at the time, right? No, <laughs> I don't remember. No, I mean Osborne's dad. <laughs> and, oh, right, and yeah, yeah, twins. right, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, flash forward, uh, well, in that storyline, the clone dies. Right. Uh -huh. Surprise, 30 years later, the clone is not only alive, but he's back in town after spending the last uh, five years in story time sure. on the West Coast, living his own life. Uh, he found out Aunt May was sick, and so he came back to New York, and Peter learned his clone is alive. Uh, not only that, but the jackal is alive. Oh, and guess what? There's lots of clones. Lots of them. <laughs> a ton of clones. So many clones. To this day. Do we, that was a great job, by the way. Thanks. Do we know yes. the Ben Riley, Peter Parker 
Yes. So, set that up real quick. So Ben Riley. Uh, ben Riley was the name that the clone adopted. Right. Uh, he eventually, uh, at the end of the clone saga, they learn, or they think they learn, that Peter, the married Peter with Mary Jane, is right. the clone. Yes. And that Ben is the real Peter Parker. Oh, my God. And so Peter retires, and he moves with his pregnant wife. He gets super fat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and then for about a year, Ben Riley operated as Spider-Man. Well, at the end of that, uh, there was a storyline that brought back Norman Osborn. They revealed that he was behind all of it. And surprise, we were just kidding. Peter, you're actually the real Peter, and Ben is the clone. Oops, psych. And it ends with Ben uh, crumbling to dust, which is what was happening to all the clones. Right. Uh, That's when, what they do. When they got sick. Yeah. yeah. If they don't drink enough water. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they exactly. dehydrate and they turn to dust. Yeah. Uh, it was like uh, from the Batman Adam West movie where they had that ray that shot uh, dignitaries that turned them into piles of colored dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the end of it, Ben saves Peter from Norman. He crumbles to dust, proving that he was the clone all along. Uh, womp womp. But Ben is back again now, right? Ben is back again, yes, resurrected by Dr. Octopus. Is that uh, how he did it? Uh, there was the clone conspiracy crossover from uh, a year or two back. Uh, Dr. Octopus was like, oh, no, it was the, hmm. no, it was Ben. I forget exactly what happened, but it, it turned out like Ben had gone a little crazy and he was I remember that. He was cloning uh he was cloning sick people. Was uh, and was he healthy bodies. Okay, and the thing that they just did recently with the when the jackal returned, that was just the jackal cloning people, right? Um now I can't remember if the jackal Oh no, he had clones of Miles he had clones of Miles Warren helping him, like uh right. lab assistants. Ugh. Um but yeah, uh, so eventually that all got shut down, and Ben went back to being the Scarlet Spider, and he's kind of crazy. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been reading that book. I don't know if it's even still coming. Does, I think the Scarlet final Spencer? issue just came out. Okay, actually. Um, I read the first few issues, and I was like, "Ugh, man, don't need that." Yeah, Although I really when I started playing the Spider Man game, as soon as I got that Scarlet Spider <laughs> costume, fuck yeah, I put it on. <laughs> no, I I immediately put on the classic red and blue costume and never changed it for the rest of the game. Fair enough. <laughs> but the costumes have different powers. But you can equip the powers separate from the costumes. Yeah, but so. why not just put on a different costume? I, I did have to put on the noir costume for some of the stealth missions. Okay. I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah. I'm getting in there. I got to finish Spider-Man. It's wonderful. It's so good. Yeah, I would argue that the clone saga was definitely one of the worst things that's ever happened to Peter, both in his continuity life and then like to the character for the reader yeah. as well. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it was terrible. For those of you just turning in, our question of the week is, what is the worst thing that has ever happened to a character or a team in comics aside from their origin? Right? So no Uncle Ben dying, no dead parents in Crime Alley, no Krypton exploding. So stuff like that. Call us. Let's hear about it, all right? I want to talk about it. Thank you for your call, Jason. Yeah, most definitely. Before that, we were talking uh, about... I totally... We, or no, we finished that. Thought. We were talking about... We talked about Venom. That's right. Briefly. Talked about, we're talking about Venom today. We're talking about Iron Fist. We're talking about DC Titans. Let's talk about Titans for a second, shall we? Yeah. So we watched Titans last night. It just hit the DC app. I'm not, I don't want to go so much into... 
spoiler or review territory or anything like that. Because if we you want to hear that. our review, uh, listen to the show on We have Wednesday. a pretty spoilerific review. It was just as dark as we thought it was going to be. Not quite as gritty as we thought it was going to be. Like Robin, was, Robin is not murdering people. I think we can say that, right? I, yes. Safely? I think that's true. Like there is a scene where a gun goes off, but it looks like he is holding the guy's arm away and the gun is firing. It, yeah. In the they the way that they shot I didn't, it. I couldn't tell if he was if it was firing into other thugs. It, but. it may have, you know, and that's not Robin's and fault. He was definitely shoving some of his little R-shaped throwing stars into some necks. Yeah, he definitely did that. But I will say the way that they filmed it in the trailer made it look like he showed up and murdered like, an I alley full of guys. I think in the trailer, it looks like he stomps on a dude's throat. Yeah, and that did not happen. No, in this. I don't know if they softened it a little bit. Which they may have. I would like to watch that trailer again side by side with that fight scene. But it was a good fight scene. It was a little more violent than I thought it would be. Yeah. For Robin. I, overall, I think that we agreed that the show, while kind of tonally off compared to what I think of the Titans. Right. Um, it was better than we were expecting. It was definitely better than we were expecting. Mm -hmm. It is complete horseshit that you have to get the DC app to watch this and the whole rest of the world can watch it on Netflix. Yes. That is, is another strike for this DC app. That is just a mess. It doesn't make sense. It, it's just dumb. The DC app is dumb. I'm saying it. It's dumb. It's not dumb. It's just not where it needs to be. There's no excuse for that. This like is the, the DC. App, the app itself, like the, the interface and how it works, it, it's all perfectly fine and functional. There is no excuse for a company like DC, who is backed by Warner Brothers, putting out an unfinished app. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense at all. You agree with that statement? I don't agree that it's unfinished. I think that they're, I think that they're throttling the content in a weird way. Yeah. Like, the comic selection especially. And I understand, like, why something, like, some video content's on the app and some isn't. Like sure. Like, the, um, um... The CW shows aren't on the app because they all have yeah they don't stre have streaming deals with other I get that services, but yeah like why why can I only read thirty six issues of Starman yeah that's what I keep going back to like it's so stupid or three issues a uh, uh, one issue of the Dark Knight Returns right why um and like if you but they do add new comics weekly if you're going to premiere the Titans how come all the old Titans back issues aren't up there. And they're doing some stupid thing where they're like they're adding twenty issues a week. Yeah, of the of the Marv Wolfman George Perez New Teen Titans. Right. And if you're going to do this, maybe you should have done a, light, a slightly more updated Titans. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, the selection the selection for the comics is bad. Yeah. It, it needs to be better. It's yeah. not. It's certainly not worth subscribing just to see the Titans. But I mean, it's just gotta like. What if you? Okay, let me ask you this: You signed up for the DC app because you were excited for Titans, and you live in England, and you also have Netflix. Are you pissed? <laughs> I'd be fucking pissed. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hey guys, it's Jason Sachs. Jason Sachs, we just played your call. It was great. Did you? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? What do you want to rap about? I, I don't sound like a babbling idiot on my call? No, 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 no. no. You sound adorable every time. You know, like that, oh, that nerdy God. librarian, historian, you know, sort of like, <laughs> you're like, you, you're the Giles to our Buffy, you know? You are too kind. <laughs> way too kind. Like, we, I, make sure I, that payment gets you next month. All right. Um, 
So I'm calling you from the hiking trail because I watched Titans last night and I had issues. How do you oh, feel? Boy. Let's talk about it. Did you see it? Yes, we watched it. We're talking about it right now, actually. So, spoil- okay. So, I mean, let's try to may- refrain from huge spoilers, but let's talk about the issues. Go ahead. Okay. So, well, I mean, the, the main thing is what the heck was that? That's not Teen Titans. That's not anything that we've ever seen before. That's just some weird collection of random sort of heroes, I guess, doing kind of sort of random things. I totally There's agree. There's really no connection to DC Comics. I like totally the whole agree. Starfire subplot, right? Like, okay, maybe she'll turn out to be an alien, but like this whole bit, the whole, whole storyline just has nothing to do with comics whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. They definitely, I can see them having an issue, like sitting in the writer's room going, okay, we've got to do something with this character. We cannot make her an orange skinned alien. But why not? But yeah, that's, why I, not? that's exactly. the other question. Yeah, why not? But I can hear a writer's room going, well, we're trying to sell this to everybody, not just the comic dorks. If you are, why'd you put it on the fucking DC app? <laughs> if you put it on the DC app, the other th- go for it. Full on Titans. You yeah. Know? But she's also like, think of who Starfire is in the comics. She's this fun-loving, yeah. exciting woman who just loves to have a good time. Yeah. Instead, she's caught in this weird espionage story, which might be a great story. But like, yeah, why but it has nothing Titans? to do why with the Why aren't they the... the to me, like if it was the Giants or something, and there's there's some other random characters, then that's cool. But like, aside from the F Batman stuff, like it really felt like it had no connection to DC universe. Yeah, basically, I, I will give you that. There, I liked when Robin showed up, and I liked how the bad guys reacted, and they looked for Batman because like Batman is a thing, and we know that they were establishing that. Great, but that was the only thing that felt rooted in like DC continuity, DCU at all. The rest of this, like I'm not really sure what city they're in. Are they in San Francisco? Where are they? Detroit. They're in Detroit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Detroit, yeah. Yeah, the, the rest of it, I felt like they did a pretty good job with Raven as far as modern Raven goes. You know, I don't particularly yeah. care for modern Raven, but I thought they did a good job with that, and they're going to introduce the Trigon stuff. And I don't know, I thought Garth looked cool, Beast Boy. I thought he was neat. Yeah. So Although next, why is he terrorizing a Best Buy? Yeah, stealing PlayStation games. Yeah. And if okay, if you're gonna steal a PlayStation game, <laughs> do you really need to turn into a fucking tiger? Yeah. Like maybe a ferret yeah. or, <laughs> or something. Or, sure. Or a bird. If you fly in and you grab it and, and fly away. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh <laughs> uh, um next episode introduces Hawk and Dove, so it's gonna get a little bit more superhero y. Yeah. Um, they do need so, to get them in costume. And I agree. we know that the Doom Patrol, the Doom Patrol is coming. Yeah. So the comic stuff seems to be coming. It's just in this first episode, I agree. It seems kind of disconnected. How'd you feel about Robin? Uh, okay. I like the idea of him being like a police officer and kind of off on his own, doing his own thing, hating having a partner. And I wonder who the partner will turn into. Maybe she'll be Dove. Maybe. Uh, no, um, um she is um, Amy Rohrbach is from the Nightwing comics, I believe. Oh, okay. So she was based on an existing character. Oh, yeah. I remember she was, when he okay. first went to Bloodhaven, she was his partner. Yeah, he when he, he was a, a cop, cop for a while, yeah. yeah. Um, Joe brought up that this kid in this show looks like he's 15 years old. He's and, the youngest police detective. And he's like kid detective. <laughs> like he yeah, served way, his time. Yeah. With, like he was just with Batman. He's trying to get away with Batman. He had two weeks on the street as an officer, two weeks in the office shuffling papers. And now you're a detective kid. You know? So like maybe, right, maybe the untold right. story is that, uh, when he first became an officer, he like 
saved the mayor <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, or he's and coming in with a, with a fake ID and everything. Like he was a cop at a different, you know, department and <laughs> they moved him here. I don't know. I yeah. got to say, I didn't hate it. Did you hate it, Jason? I'd like to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like it on the same level as like an average mid-season episode of Arrow. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. This definitely feels like what Greg Berlanti wishes he could be doing. You know what I mean? It's another Berlanti-verse thing. Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean, like, as far as, like, the violence, the the cussing, the, like, you know, this feels like that's what I really want to do. Well, I mean, Arrow is pretty violent. It is, but there's no blood. Arrow isn't... Mur- well, he's not murdering people anymore. Uh, all right, I, guess. I I find it hard to believe that Greg Berlanti is sitting in his plush office with his millions of dollars from this universe he's created, going, "Man, I really wish I could have some heroes killing people." Well, I mean, <laughs> I really wish my superhero <laughs> shows were more gory. <laughs> I don't think so, man. That's what they went for here, though. Like super dark, super grit, and Jeff John's name is featured, like. Akiva Goldsman yeah. is the guy running the show, yeah. I believe. He's the show runner or head writer, maybe. I think so, but Berlanti and Johns are right there. Bam, yeah. they're your guys um, making this show. But, but yeah, again, it, you got you, you got back to my biggest complaint. Super dark, right? Yeah. Aside right. from Raven, the Titans are not a super dark group. No. Yes. They're and, sunshine and light living in a tower in the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, and even Dick Grayson, when he tried to get away from Batman, like in the comics, and he was like, look, Batman is too hardcore and shit, and this is him trying to be that character i wish that he would be nightwing first of all and second mm-hmm. i can't i don't want him this gritty if he's trying to get away from batman then why is he pushing throwing stars into people's necks and shit you know he's like i, I didn't want to become batman he should be dick grayson he should be like i am the biggest boy scout in the world and i'm doing this and i pretend to be dark and scary because that's part of the job but I'm he a doesn't su- though i'm a super nice guy like, you know in costume dick grayson doesn't pretend to be scary at all no ever. no i mean he just does the job yeah. he shows up and whoops your ass uh but yeah i agree like i don't understand how anyone can look at a concept like the teen titans and go yeah dark yeah Dark, yeah. Uh-huh. Dark and gritty. <laughs> like, if people if people if, were saying, like, oh, the comic, they did dark stuff in the comics, and that's true. Right. But the characters weren't dark. Like, they touched on cults and, and right. brother blood and that stuff and demons, but it, the characters weren't dark. Jason, I love you, buddy. I'm going to let you get back to hiking. we got another call coming in. Thanks, guys. Talk uh, to you later. Bye, Jason. All right. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who dis? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Hello. How are you, my friend? Good. What's going on, guys? Yeah, we're just chilling. We were talking about the DC Titan show. Did you happen to watch that yet? I have not um, decided if I'm going to subscribe yet. Okay. I will say, so, as of um, this time, there is no reason to subscribe to the app. There just isn't. Yeah, the um, I looked at it. Um, I saw uh, one of you complaining on Twitter about uh, the lack, how you don't have a Roku um, to, to, you know, yeah, uh, you like, shouldn't need a Roku. Why, to don't, I, why don't I have an, <laughs> yeah. an app for... You don't have anything else. It has to be on your Xbox. phone or on your, or your tablet. Or which, through the website. Which you can cast to your screen, sure. But, like, yeah. you don't have an iOS app. You don't have a Roku app. You don't have... Like, that's just ridiculous. I mean, this is Warner Brothers. There should be a smart TV app for crying out loud. I mean, come on. Yeah. Are you still with us, sir? Brian. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, okay. I, I got to call you guys back. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> There's an emergency in the Dingo house. Okay, something came up. I hope Dingo's all right. While we're waiting for him to call us back. 
Let's see what Black Scorpion thinks is the worst thing that ever happened to a hero. Nerds, this is BS3 calling in with my answer to the question of the week. What about the worst things that happened to our best heroes? I'm going to avoid any story with crisis in it and concentrate on the stuff that gives us that lasting sense of unease. I, I'm reminded of uh, John Carpenter and how he described horror stories. He talked about two kinds of horror stories told by people sitting around the campfire. There's the horror that's out there somewhere in the darkness, that, that, that scariness that's coming for you. And then there's the stories about the horror that's here around us at the campfire. And when it comes to talking about the bad things that happen to our heroes, I think the worst things are the things that come from within, not, not the big bad things that devastate you. But, and the number one story that comes to mind is something I wasn't a contemporaneous reader of, and that was uh, Terra and the New Teen Titans. I hope nobody calls in with that. But the worst thing I actually saw at Team Experience was in the pages of Irredeemable. Uh, Mark, Mark Wade's plot for Irredeemable was what if the world's greatest hero became the world's worst villain. It's bad. It's really bad stuff. So the Superman character that delves in the darkness is the Plutonian. And we see him slaughter millions of people. And we see the whole tragedy through the eyes of his super team, the Paradigm, as they watch him devolve into this murderous, awful force. We see flashbacks, specific memories where the Plutonian made a comment here or there. And the, the, the Paradigm, they all just wonder, should I have done something? Should I have said something? kind of corrected the course. You know, we, we see their families butchered. We see entire nations uh, underwater or melted. Uh, and we see the paradigm go through one hopeless scheme after another in an attempt to stop them. And we see them fail time and time again. We see them literally make deals with demons from beyond, uh, um, promises to other dimensional aliens that can come conquer the earth as long as they get rid of the plutonium. And we see them fail. It's a very painful read. And Having that front seat to devastation combined with that lack of hope, the guilt, and the desperation of the paradigm that wishes they could have done something, anything, to have seen it coming and stopped it. Well, uh, that is my pit easily. All right, nerds. Hope all's well. Um, I'll talk to you soon, and I'll be listening on Spotify. BS the three. That's right. You can download the show on Spotify. I don't even know how we got on there, but there we are. I put us on there. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Look at you. It was uh, BS3's idea. He was like, hey, have you seen this? Irredeemable was wonderful. It was Mark Wade's feel bad run. What if Superman was a bad guy or went bad, basically? Yeah. It was so good. And I finally got around to watching three billboards out of whatever Mississippi or what was it? Three billboards outside something Missouri. Yeah, you know, something Missouri. That's right. Yeah. Excellent movie. Sam Rockwell is great in it. Uh, Francis McDormand is great in it. <laughs> Sam Rockwell's character wears an irredeemable t shirt. At one oh. point, he's like drunk and playing pool and he's wearing an irredeemable t-shirt. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> like his character was like this racist sheriff that ends up making good, basically. And he's a nerd. He's into comics. <laughs> he has like comic book t-shirts on the whole time. It was great. Awesome. Uh, irredeemable. Wonderful. And absolutely one of the worst things that could possibly happen to a group of characters. Yeah, it, that's a really good, thoughtful answer. They basically watch the Justice League get taken apart, and then the world gets murdered by Superman. Ugh. Great stuff. If you haven't read it, read that, you need to. Listeners, big news. We have a new sponsor. What? Some idiot's throwing us money? Yeah. Oh, my God. A lot. Ugh. A lot of money. Frankly, it could have gone towards his Patreon, but... 
Uh, it's somebody you might be familiar with, a little friend of mine named Carl D. Smith. Never heard of him. A.K.A. Camarillo Brillo. Oh, why didn't you just say that in the first place? That's right. He is the star of such illustrious podcasts as Make Eternia Great Again, which is all about He-Man, and Goad Kicker. And he has a new Patreon where he is putting up all sorts of fun stuff to do with his writing and gaming adventures. The URL is patreon.com slash Carl D. Smith, and this is what you're going to be able to find there. Patron-only access to full stories, fun gaming events, breaking news, and even occasional swag. Patrons pay as low as a buck a month. It's charged month to month. There's no long-term commitment. As with all patrons, you can come and go as you please. But it's not just for people that want to pay. There's also free content for public users, including updates and samples of projects that are in the works. Carl has three levels, he calls them, of his work. Uh, One is his all-ages level, where he's got projects like Draw Your Own Adventure and Bigfoot Jones. Uh, He's got uh, something that's appropriate for most ages, horror books like... (laughs) Most ages. Most ages. Uh, His horror anthology, The Horror of Loon Lake, and Be Careful What You Wish For. He also has Play Your Own Adventure, which is a line of game books, hex card-based solo adventures, and full tabletop RPGs. Then he's got his Teen Plus stuff, only for grown-ups kids. His horror books, The Darkness Out of Carthage, which is like Lovecraft meets the Punic Wars. It's fun stuff. Historical fiction. And he's got an upcoming fantasy series, Cardinal Fates. Go to the Patreon now. They're currently in the middle of a live playthrough of his first Play Your Own Adventure gamebook. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure style branching path novella with RPG staples like character creation and dice rolling. All the money you throw to Carl goes exclusively towards leveling up his work. Being able to get his name out there, get uh, his promotion going, it includes uh, tabling at conventions, uh, being able to travel and set up at shows, and... All the feedback and encouragement is appreciated, and it's going to fuel his productivity. Guys, Carl's a great writer. He's, he's a, cr- a great guy. He's a creative juggernaut. He this, is seriously. a huge supporter of this show, and he has been since almost the beginning. He made just—he recently made a huge life choice to really chase this, too. And, like, honestly, I think it's absolutely worth throwing some money at this guy, not just because he's a friend of ours, but because he's taking a chance. Okay, folks? Go throw some money across. He quit his job. His family is in a disarray. He quit his job. He ditched his family. If Bigfoot Jones <laughs> isn't a hit, it's your fault. That's right. When we find the body of Carl Smith, it's your fault. All right? <laughs> Patreon.com slash Carl D. Smith. We'll have that right in the notes for this show. Absolutely. Well. Thank you, Carl, for your sponsorship. You're too goddamn sweet to us. Jimmy Randall from Down Under. Let's see how our buddy's doing. Is that racist? Nah. G'day, 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 nerds. Jimmy Randall here. How's things? I'll tell you how things have been with me. Work has been a killer lately. I mean, I work in video game, pop culture, specialty retail, and um, I got to say... Coming up to the Xmas period, it's it's a fun time, but boy, oh boy, it's a hard time. So really, I'm, I'm just sending a message to say thank you to you, Joe, and thank you to you, Matt, and a thank you to all you listeners who contribute all the time. Like, you've been keeping me company while I've been working between teetering piles of Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty. While I'm out on the road, you guys are keeping me company. It's just, you know, good to hear the familiar voices, some good banter between mates. Now, down to the brass tacks, lads. Question of the week. Well, my first thought was, huh, this is going to be an easy one. 
But then it turned out all the books that I was thinking of are not superhero books like The Walking Dead. Bad things happen in that one. Sweet Tooth, bad things happen in that one. And even Crossed. Some kind of bad stuff happens in Crossed. But superheroes, I do have an answer, a recent one too. I'm going to go with poor old Batman and the death of Damian Wayne, or Robin, in Batman Incorporated. There was two panels really sprang to mind. Um, one of Robin being hoisted up on a sword, impaled, eyes wide. He can't believe that he's been beaten. And then later on we see Batman holding the destroyed, lifeless body of his one true son. Like, this wasn't just one of the other Robins. This was his kid. So it kind of hit me hard. None of those um, fake sons. Very naive of me. But I thought, oh, DC's going to make this permanent. Robin's going to stay dead. What an asshole I am. My God, I can't believe I thought that. But now I've got a reverse question for you guys. Let's spice things up. Let's sweeten it up. What is the nicest thing, the nicest thing to ever happen to a superhero? So I want to know what you think. Let's flip it over. Let's um, let's add some yin to this yang. All right. Let's add some pepper to this salt. Let's add some sweet to the sour. I am going to go order some Chinese food. And that's me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Miss you guys. And I will talk to you again as soon as I can. Bye. <laughs> Jimmy Randall, ladies and gentlemen. The sweetest thing that's ever happened to a superhero. Hmm. I'm saying Spider-Man marrying Mary Jane. I was thinking along similar lines. I I was thinking of Superman marrying Lois Lane. That's a good one, too. Yeah. But I think Spidey, for me, Spidey marrying Mary Jane was like a bigger thing because I wasn't reading Superman at the time. Sure. And I was, I mean, we all love wedding issues <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, yeah. They're great. Uh, I've talked about this on the show, I think. In the, oh. oh, sorry, hold, hold Jimmy. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get back to it. Thank you for calling. THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? JD got a catch. JD, how oh. are you, sir? Good. How are you guys? Oh, good enough. Good enough. We're talking Venom. We're talking the uh, question of the week. We're talking about Titans. What do you want to rap about, though? Uh, well, on the Titans, I haven't seen it yet, but I posted on the on the. On the Facebook group, have you guys seen the trailer for The Boys yet? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, I have. And they are going to do The Boys. I cannot fucking believe it, but they are going for it. It is going yep. This is going to be like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia level offensive. <laughs> I mean, oh, that would be good. I hope so. They are going for it's it. On, it's on Amazon, right? That's going to be on Amazon, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. And like... Well, I that group of the cast photo that looks exactly like the boys issue number one, we're all like looking down confused. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like they are just going for it. <laughs> I know. And it's like watching the trailer. I was like, wow. When a Garth Ennis adaptation looks more lighthearted than the Titans. Totally. Yes. Yes. You're right. For those of you who don't know, Garth Ennis <laughs> is a filthy Scotsman or is he an Englishman? He's a Scotsman. He's a filthy Scotsman that writes some of the dirtiest, nastiest, gnarliest comics you'll ever work. He wrote this book called The Boys that was over for Dynamite. Or was it yes, yep. I think it was Dynamite. It was for Dynamite. And the boys are basically the worst people in the world that just happen to be super people. And they no, they thieves. fought super people. No. Oh, no, you're right. They fought super people. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, the boys were <laughs> sick of the super people and wanted to right. expose them for being shitheads. Yeah, because in this world, the super people are the worst people in the world. Yeah, it's like, what if the actually, what if the JLA were the Kardashians, basically? You know? Yeah, that, that actually kind of ties into the answer of the week, because the worst thing to ever happen to a super... Worst thing to ever happen to a superhero? Now, I don't know, might, might play in a little bit as an origin story, but what happens to Wee Huey's girlfriend in the first issue? Oh, <laughs> 
God, yeah. Can't, can't stop the A-train. Nope. <laughs> yep. Would you like to elaborate? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want I want people to experience that. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. just no check out the first trade of the boys. Yeah, or what happens to that one female superhero that joins the seven? Oh, yeah, <laughs> the the like the sweet and innocent. Again, you can't. Girl, again, yeah. you can't stop the A train. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> no, the boys is going to be gnarly, and I love oh. that Amazon just like yeah, do it here. We don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping yeah. it's good. Uh, Carl Urban, I I think is great. I love Carl. So Urban. Yeah. I'm into it. I love him. I wish he would do more. Touch track. Yeah, but that's gonna be good. Um, so, so Venom was actually not horrible. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. I Matt and I are split on it. I'm with you though, Jeff. I'm not saying that. Ven- I I enjoyed myself. Uh, Venom. So did, so, did you enjoy yourself at like the same bit, same level like I enjoyed the Kingsman sequel, which was no. I came out there going, oh, that was that was a lot of fun. And they're like, oh, was it a good movie? I'm like. No, it wasn't. See, but it was I, a lot of fun. I disagree. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that Kingsman was the like... The sequel. The Kingsman sequel. Yeah, the sequel. I'm not going to say it yeah. was fantastic, but I, it was fun. It was lighthearted. There were good oh. action scenes. I giggled through most of it. I really liked it. It was like it leaned oh. into what it was doing, and that's what oh, Venom didn't do. I love this, too. I just... It's not a great film. No, it's a, it, it's they, it's schlock. They're, it's they're it's be, cheeseburger. They'll be the action. first one to tell you that. Yes. You know, they're so self-aware that right. you know they can pull it off. And I just I think that's what Venom is. I mean, just from what I I haven't seen it, but it feels like Venom is lacking a certain self-awareness that I think Venom even has in the comics. Venom to a certain degree. Venom falls down in the fact that they don't lean into it. They, it is the opposite yeah. of what you liked about the Kingsman. It's almost okay. scary. It's almost funny. It's almost cool. You know, like <laughs> it's almost good. Yeah, it, it just felt neutered. <laughs> it felt completely neutered. You know oh, what I mean? God. And there was no reason to do that I with Venom. Who cares? You have nothing yeah, to lose. I, nothing to lose. I don't need. I don't need that because I'm like enjoying a certain like revival in television right now for me that I'm absolutely loving. I'm loving this new season of American Horror Story. Oh, it's Talk so about good. Leaning fucking into it. Oh my god. And then, uh, and then the new Doctor Who. Jesus, I was just, I was in love. I have not watched the new Doctor Who yet. I, I don't get BBC oh America. God. I need to do that. Mm. I need to do that. You can get it all. Yeah, you I know. Be creative, Look, son. I know how to do it. <laughs> uh, I have to finish. I have to finish the final. Peter Capaldi season first. I do too, actually. Oh, I that not, was good too. I I've not heard nothing but good things about the new Doctor. Yeah, people freak yeah. out. People love her. A rating's oh. high, too. For the yeah, 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 definitely. Oh my god, she's fucking brilliant. Although I saw an article that just confused the hell out of me. It was said that people had a hard time understanding her accent. What? And I was <laughs> boggled. What? And I'm just like, I mean, especially in comparison to like fucking Capaldi for one. Yeah, no I mean, shit. I mean, Capaldi used his true Scottish right. in that one. And so Capaldi were, talks I mean, like a troll times. that lives under a bridge <laughs> in, you know, in Scotland. <laughs> Only one you know, he talks like a troll that lives under a bridge on speed because he talks faster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, back to what you said about American Horror Story Apocalypse. It is so oh. good. 
It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe what I can't they're wa- doing. I can't watch that show. Oh my god, it is so fucking, fucking satanic. <laughs> it's too scary for me. Oh. And the way they're wrapping everything up, I mean, they're yeah. just tying it all together. It's like, I mean, it's like a sheer level farewell tour. Totally, <laughs> totally. And just, I mean, I, I just like. Just like we celebrated, like how Marvel brought all the movies into this last Avengers film, and I can't believe they like had this whole plan. I don't think they had this plan. I think they started making these shows, and they were smart enough to be like, "All right, what do we do with this next season?" They're like, "I don't know. Let's bring it all together." Like, okay, yeah, let's do that, but let's do it after a nuclear war. (laughs) Fuck yeah! Whether or not he's telling the truth, uh, he claims. He had it mapped from the beginning. They, that he was going to make them all. They tie all together. say that. I think they all say but that. But don't shit. you? Don't they have actors playing different characters? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The same actor. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. But they uh, they they ignore it when they need to, and then they lean uh-huh. way into it when they need to. Okay. <laughs> it's like these yeah. are our yeah. rules. Don't fuck with us. Sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. And you can't argue with it. You just cannot. Nope. Ka- Kathy Bates in this season. It's amazing, oh, and I still, yeah. I still don't know who she is. <laughs> like, I know. Uh, like, it, oh, yeah. seriously, I, I don't know for certain, and it's so great. Uh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I know, and and, and and Sarah Paulson playing the two different. I mean, I thought it was yeah. quite crafty the way they conveniently disposed of her previous character when her new character came in. Right or. Did they? Is that what happened? I mean, like, we yeah, don't know. You, you, keep, you keep going, oh my God, what the fuck? Yeah, totally. Uh-oh. Like, Spoiler so alert, Sarah Paulson things. dies in one episode, and then five minutes later, Sarah Paulson's other character walks into the room. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, what in the fuck? <laughs> and, nobody, and nobody mentions it, brings it up. No. Nope. Oh, man, I have so many nope. theories. Nobody's I, like, hey, you look kind of like, you know, like, they just don't even say anything about it. <laughs> I, I have I have one theory that the uh, that the apocalypse that the the nuclear war is actually fake that it's all been a ruse. Um, I also have another theory that Billy Porter's character and Adina Porter's character are the same fucking person. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell. I love American <laughs> Horror Story. It's they. It's not every season has been great. It's been spotty here and there. Yeah, the last. I on the last two. Yeah, Colt didn't do much for me. Like, I got what they were going for. It was supposed to be very like this take on like uh, Trump took you know Trump won the presidency. Yeah. And they follow a character that's like the Joker. Basically, it was like fuck it, man. America's in charge. I'm a fucking you know like slap girls right. on the butt and yell at Mexicans and all this shit. And then you had like the other side where like I'm a terrified liberal who's so scared of the world, and you see them you know, becoming a cult on each side. And like it, it was too heavy handed. This one. Perfect. This one is perfect. They're back to pure horror. There's demons, there's witches, there's warlocks, there's a nuclear war. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) There's a guy in a head to toe latex costume. again. Latex dude is back. We still have no idea who he is. Like I, next, next, and next episode, they're going back to Murder House. Yep, the very first house where it all started. I can't wait. Yeah. Calling my shot. I'm calling my shot. That kid, the redhead, okay. he's the baby from Murder uh-huh. House. He is the baby. Oh, yeah. He's the baby. Oh, they already announced that. Yeah, he's got to yeah, be. That, that, you know? yeah. oh, and I love he, that he's actor. Not, oh. He's not the infantata. He's 
actually Connie Britton and the other guy's Eric McDormand's baby. Yes. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Without question. I love it. Such a great show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, next time, American, next time on American Next time on American Horror Story Why don't you guys go start your own podcast uh, Did you? Did anybody else watch the Flash premiere? I have not watched no, the Flash premiere yet Oh man, it was so good So they're bringing a ton of new characters in the Flash this season Excess uh, is going to show XS up Excess is, is there, yes um, Blackstar, uh, is that Blackstar? Is that the name? Blackfire or Blackstar? Or what did I see? Who are you talking about? Hold on, let me look so if I want to watch Elseworlds in December, should I jump on to at least The Flash or one else? Because I've been off for a lot of seasons. Um. Oh, new character coming to Arrow, Black Star. I don't. I don't know. I don't know, know what that is. Yeah. Um. I don't know, Jeff. Uh, I mean, I've watched. I've been watching them all continuously, and mm-hmm. um, The Flash for sure kind of builds on the things that have come before it does but it's still really good at resetting every season so if you wanted to come in you could jump right in and feel at home you're not gonna be like wait a minute well what happened in season two you know like they're very careful i think with the crossovers they don't necessarily lean heavily on like not at all needing to watch every every second of everything i've skipped most of the crossovers because i cannot stand Stephen amell I can't stand. You're so him. wrong. You're so wrong. He sucks. And no, I he hate doesn't. His green He's arrow. Good. And DC has fundamentally ruined that character. No. Yes. No. Well, no. Well, and you said, and you said that there's a new character coming named Blackstar. No, that yeah, on Arrow, yeah. What? The what? Hell? I, I thought they were awesome. I thought Blackstar was awesome on Dave Chappelle's block party. <laughs> See, I only remember Blackstar, the He-Man ripoff. Yeah, I remember that. Or kind of a vague He-Man-esque. No, Blackstar, that was the, he wasn't a He-Man ripoff. He was like a sheriff. That's Brave Star. Brave Star, you're right. Oh, no, Blackstar was one that had he this. He had a sword. He had a star sword, and you put it together. Yes. And then it right. got its power. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you could probably watch the crossover coming in cold. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's not gonna. They because they just, definitely. There's a lot of hand holding because they're trying to maintain audiences yeah. and bring in new audiences and whatnot. Well, because they just released the photo of Ruby Rose in the costume and yes, it looks she looks awesome. She looks great, and now people are like, she's not gay enough. <laughs> she's bisexual. <laughs> Fuck off, Jesus. All right, Jeff, I got another call coming in here, man. I'm gonna cut you off here. All right, talk to you guys later. See you later, Jeff. Thank you for calling. Teach and cover to cover caller. Who this? Hey, it's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm, my, my wife is out of town, uh, ladies weekend, and the kids, I'm home with the kids, and one of them is not feeling well. So it was like, oh, no, I have to deal with a horrible mess. But oh, God. He's, I, I don't need to know any more about that. <laughs> he's fine. Nope. He's all showered and cleaned up. Oh, but, um, good. good. But, you had to yeah. take him out back and hose him off. <laughs> yeah, he, he's good. Um, it was just juice. He's good. So um, the but the DC app. So and then the thing that made me look at it in the first place because I have a Roku, so I looked at it. Um, the it has Batman Brave and the Bold, which that same sick child was asking me about yesterday. Like that's not on TV anymore. Like yeah, right. where can we watch it? And so it was I was like, oh show. well, that's. So um, he's pretty into that. And I said, well, that's that's a reason to watch it. But yeah, the comic selection is um, pretty. It's dismal. It's poor. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, yep. and I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what they're doing with that. I don't know why it's taken so long. Um, yeah. 
for them to do anything. I have to think it has something to do with um, royalties. Oh, definitely. You know, like definitely. Like it's got it's got to be that because there's literally no reason not to like have people like I would just pay the fee just so that I could read, even if it was like kind of like the six month thing or even a year out. Like if I could go and pull up um, something from 20 years ago that I, you know, if I wanted to read Aztec, right. you know, and I just right. wanted to read the 10 issues and they're there and let me read them. And yeah. that it, it cost them nothing. And yeah, cause they're not to paying, have it out there. they're not paying like Morrison any money for Aztec anymore. I mean, fuck it. Right. Just put it up there, man. Like right now, so comicsology is a much better deal and you've get, there's more DC stuff there. Honestly, there's more yeah. DC stuff there. So there's also Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, everything else you want. Yeah, there's got to be a reason for that. So that's that's really pretty disappointing. Um, so, yeah. But so he was like, can we sign up? And I said, I don't know. But had they maybe. said, OK, look, everybody gets a free month. Check it out. The DC app. Everybody gets a free month. And during that free month, we're going to premiere this Titan show and get you hooked. You know, it's like the, the old drug dealer thing where you, you give them a little bit of product free and then they come back. Give them a taste. Looking for more. Ah, you know, I mean, give us a month of it free. I, I'm not bitching. I won't say a word. I'll say, hey, it's the free month. That's why it's limited. They're trying to well, show us some well, stuff. They, they give you the, the free week and, you know, it's one of those things like, you know that you're not going to remember to turn it off. Yeah. Like you're yes, just not. So, and that's, so I'm always hesitant where it's like, I know, like I'm committed. I, I know that I'm going to do this every month because I'm not going to remember because everything in my life is in month long segments. Right. It's, you know, everything. is. So the idea that in a week I'm going to remember, like, no way, like I'm not. So, um, and they always make it difficult to unsubscribe from that anyway. So, um, I'm a little, I mean, having the, the Titans show there to watch, I'm a little bit intrigued. Um, but I, okay. not really. And it, like we said, it was, I found it to be pleasantly surprising. Like, and not just like, Hey, it wasn't a piece of shit. I legitimately thought this was a pretty good show. Pretty well acted. It was darker than I hoped it would be and a little grittier than I hoped it would be, but not bad at all. With that said, I'm not going to pay $7. Is it seven ninety five or is it seven bucks? Seven ninety I'm not going to pay $8 a month to watch one show. I'm not doing it yeah. and having abysmal, you know, like comic lineup and even Batman Brave and the Bold. Great. That's on there. And it was a good show. And I like that cartoon. I don't need to revisit it monthly for eight dollars. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. once they get all their other shows up and running, I'll be more interested, like the Stargirl show with uh, Jeff Johns and yeah. uh, James Robinson on the writing staff. Is yeah. Very but if, to me, so. if those are also um, available on Netflix for the whole rest of the world, does that piss you off? Um, that pisses me I don't off. Know. I mean, it does a little bit, but it's also like, I don't like, I don't know. They live in other countries. Like, well, what am I going to do? And Matt, like, the thing about the app is that it's not just the video content. I get it. I know. Like we're focusing a lot on the video content, but the, but other, the app is not just the video. Content. But the other content's not that good. The, the encyclopedia is worthless. It's fucking stupid. The comment section, I don't even know what they're going for there with the community where people are like, yeah. Hey, do you like Superman? Yeah, I mean it's just like any other. How much do you like Superman? A lot. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, fuck no, off. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not interested in, in that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, the DC Encyclopedia they put out um, that big black covered hardcover they put out. Yes. Um, through like a publishing, I don't. Uh, DK, I think yeah, DK was, is their publishing deal. It was 
awesome. Like the one, it was like the pre, um, I don't know. I think it was like 2008, 2009. Yeah. Like, I love that book. Phenomenal. They were stunning. It's so good. And it's cool. They picked cool art. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, I, I might be biased cause they did a full two page thing for the star man, but you know, all that stuff was like, that, that is so cool. So they could just use that. Yes. Yeah, scan and that I, shit. Put it in your encyclopedia. Yeah, Throw some active links in there that take me to other characters and storylines. Or when you mention that this happened to this character here, here's an active link that tells you that takes you to the comic section where you can read that story. This is pretty fucking yeah. obvious shit, guys. You know, like seriously, think about it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just it's right now. It's a waste of your money, and you're not missing anything. Um. I mean, I'm interested. Brian, you're breaking up on me really bad. Oh, I'm sorry. We're losing um, you. Is that better? Yes. Much better. The, um, yeah, the Do- Okay, I, I don't know. I sat on the bed. I'll stand up. Um, the uh, the Doom Patrol show looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it's stuff like that. Like, we'll see what the spring, you know, as things come out, maybe in six months it will be, you know, maybe. not a must, but like not a bad deal. Yeah. Right now it seems like not a, not a good deal. No, I think you if know, they did it for I, four I, bucks I need- a month or five bucks a month even, I'm fine with it. Eight is too much. Stupid. The, yeah, it's not, it's not great. Like, at least I could understand the comic selection if it were, like, if they were obviously trying to get you to buy the trade, right? right? If they were like, here it is, here's the first story arc, if you want to see what happens next, yeah. buy the trade. But... They're not even doing that. It's, right, it's like, okay, well, you've given me the first three issues of JLA, right? which is a four-part story arc. Uh-huh. You've given me 36 uh, issues of Starman, non-consecutive. Right. Like, it's only got... How does this tease it's, anyone? It's only got three out of the four chapters of Infernal Devices. Like, that's where it cuts off. Right. How do I get excited like, about this? It, I've, I've never read it. It seems random. How do I get excited? <laughs> right. You know, and if I have read it and I want to revisit it, why would I go do like, it there? I could understand the mercenary nature of it. Right. If that's what they were doing. But it's just like, okay, well, why is this issue missing in the middle of this run? Yeah. it's It doesn't make any sense. And we're too deep into it now for that not to be fixed. It's stupid. Brian, yeah. it is always good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, have a good weekend, guys. All right, take care of those kids. Oh, will do. Later. Later, Brian. Uh, Kyle Fox, sorry to hear. He just struck out on returning to Comic-Con for its 50th year. Oh, man. He couldn't get tickets. You're kidding me. That's a bummer. Are they already sold out? I guess. That's crazy. Uh, James Medrano, this is, in fact, Skeletor. Oh, yeah. I was enjoying some water from this Skeletor glass. I have a whole set of Masters of the Universe pint glasses. And, shameless plug, I just won a Zodak in a raffle from, uh, oh, God, I can't think of the name of it now. Is it the thing Zach was talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cool. It's the best. <laughs> There's these like. Uh, do you win it or you do you win the chance to buy it? No, what you do is you buy a spot on a wheel and they spin the wheel. How much is it? I put two bucks. Let me see that shit. Two bucks. I want a Zodak. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, I need to know what this website is. So yeah, it's you're going to have to let me know. Super cool. When you remember. Uh, I will look it up right now. Okay, now we didn't have a chance to really get into it, but I do want to talk about it briefly. Chuck Windig was fired from Marvel Comics. This, this dude's got some articulation. Fuck yeah, he does. It's kick ass. Lucky's Legends is the name of it. And it's this guy in his basement that hosts 
a game show with no production value whatsoever. He plays music. He's drinking beer. He's walking around all his He-Man like collectible shit. And then everybody throws money at the wheel and he spins the wheel and he's like, oh, you just won, man. And then he like pulls out and you can pick either like the Zodak or what's in this box. <laughs> and like, and I wasn't there to win the Zodak. It's sort of like, let's make a deal. Yeah, Zach, <laughs> my friend Zach Hollowell was there and he was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Matt wants the box and, and I want a Zodak. And it was so cool. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Um, Chuck Wendig, Star Wars writer. Star Wars novelist Chuck Wendig, a Twitter personality. He yes. has a great follow. He was fired from Marvel suddenly, and Marvel came right out. The editor came right out and said, you were being fired because of the tweets that you've been putting out. They're too negative. They have caused... Vulgar. They are vulgar. Yeah. They're causing a firestorm. And basically, Wendig was very outspoken about what was going on with Brett Kavanaugh it being uh, in, like, in front of Congress. So it goes back even farther than that. It, uh, Wendig's, one of his recent Star Wars novels included uh, characters that he created, uh, LGBTQ characters. Right. And the comics gate... Just Alt right ruffled the incel feathers. Yeah, uh, targeted him for considerable harassment. Yes, like to the point that he was having to call the cops. Right, um, and he was not kind to them in return in his tweets, which he shouldn't be. Right, and then yeah, the Supreme Court stuff as well. Yes, and so Marvel let him go from this so, upcoming Star Wars. Project. So Marvel fired him because they felt there was like too much of a firestorm. But this is not. The first, they also, there's rumors now that Chelsea Kane was fired for very similar things because she was also very outspoken and was like very yeah. pro LGBTQ and inclusion. And there's people getting fired from Marvel. James Gunn is another perfect example. So Chelsea Kane's a different example because um, they canceled her project. Right. And they basically told her, like, look, man, if you don't. Don't make us think about this. There's more work for you to be had. Sure. And she was like, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. Um, but Marvel seems to be firing people for really bad reasons. So, yeah, this Chuck Wendig thing and the James Gunn thing, that's two for two now. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess the first one would have been on a corporate level with Disney. This, uh, Wendig says, was uh, he thinks it came from Marvel, specifically not Lucasfilm. Well, it did because Lucasfilm hasn't said a word about it. Uh, but yeah, basically, like he's still going to, to be writing novels, as far as he knows. For Lucas no, he Bell. was. I think he also got removed off the next novel. I don't believe so. I think it's just a Marvel project. Right. Uh, anyway, this is like two for two, um, Marvel like or related caving in companies caving to these right wing racist bigot sexist yeah bigoted comics gate assholes and come I guess, at me right wing come at not me, necessarily <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, Right wing is the problem. It's the bigots. It's right. the all. It's the uh, diversity in comics. The comics gate. In the meantime, um, DC has not fired Ethan Van Skyver. Yeah, they did. Yeah, oh yeah. Have Ethan got ways? Ethan got taken off of his books. Yeah, for sure. But they haven't. They didn't like make a. Huge they haven't deal completely parted ways with him or anything. Like he's still going to work for that company. I think. I don't think so. Oh, I don't remember them saying like Ethan Van Skyver's. Well, that's the that's difference. DC did not come out and make a big stink. Well, Marvel didn't make a big stink either. It's right. uh, it, the writer did. Um, but this is lunacy. But this yeah, is, no. Ethan got taken off and of like, his and projects. quite honestly, I don't think anyone should be 
fired for any politics unless that company feels like, look, this flies directly in the face of like if Chuck Wendig came out and was like, yeah, there was no Holocaust. Yes, you sh- Marvel sure. can't have that. But Chuck Wendig coming out and saying like, look, I don't think it's good that we're putting a group of sexual predators is putting a sexual predator to on the fucking Supreme Court. That's fine. Feel free to say that. And if it riles the feathers of certain people, they're like, he put queers in my book. You really want to cave to these assholes? Right. Are you really trying? Like, it's one thing to be on the wrong side, to be a member of a hate group. It's another thing to flip somebody off in a hate group and say, fuck you, and I do not approve of your hate. Right. Yes, You I should agree. not and be fired for the, that shit. The most damning thing about it is that you know that m- Disney... Knew about James Gunn's 10-year-old tweets when they hired him. Yeah. You know that they did. Absolutely. It only became a problem when people targeted him because of his beliefs. And to be fair, I fully support any belief you want to have, whether I agree with it or not. You are allowed to hate gay people. You are allowed to voice your opinion and do so. But you will pay the price for doing so in polite society. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequence. Right, exactly. Um, Now, this is just plain old freedom of speech supporting the right fucking cause. I don't give a fuck what you think, and I'm allowed to think this, but if you are a member of a group that is trying to hold another group down, and don't tell me, well, aren't you holding down my group? Yes, I am. I do not agree with your Comicsgate bullshit. I yeah. don't agree with you. You have every right to say it, and I have every right to tell you to fuck off. But we do not fire people for being on the right what side. What you don't have a right to do is harass. Yes. To, Either side. To and threaten goes, and harass. And that goes both sides. Uh, and the fact that these companies are basically letting them win yes is bad news it's <laughs> and it should scare any creative person yes working That's for them the precedent that is being set like here. everybody everybody working for those companies sh- ha- should you have should had this moment of like oh god what did i say 10 years ago when i was right 18 you should be absolutely terrified and don't yeah. and don't don't even fucking take that argument. And give me this like, oh well, hey, what about if a dude rapes a girl when he's fifteen? He didn't know no better. Isn't that the same? No, that's fucking different. Fuck you. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, speech and actions are different. <laughs> yes, it, uh, it's just disturbing. This is very disturbing. And now these assholes feel like they have a dartboard to throw at. Yeah. And as soon as I don't like what you did. And- you know, Wolverine. It, guess what? I'm gonna round everybody up and be like, "We're offended. We don't lie. We're offended." It Fuck might you. be. It might be that the editor, uh, Mark Panizia, is the editor that made the decision. Uh, it may be true that he saw those tweets and he was just like, "That's not gonna work out for us, dog." But, but the fact that these trolls can use it as right. fuel, yes, it's like that. Their tactics are working. Yeah. And it, it, it's the same, yeah, it's just, this, it's the same shit. It's absolutely disgusting. Like, they, they were, Fox News was trying to do it to Jamie Lee Curtis this week, where they said, like, well, for someone who's so anti-gun, we think it's pretty hypocritical that. that you use a gun in the new Halloween movie to shoot at Michael fucking Myers. That's like saying, uh... How is she supposed to fight Michael Myers? <laughs> That's like... He's an unstoppable juggernaut of, of, of hate and murder, you know? Like... Shoot that guy. That's like saying that uh, Tom Hiddleston's not really a nice guy because he plays a villain. Exactly. <laughs> in the like, movies. first of all, she's an actress. Yeah. She's acting. You're right. You know? <laughs> Fuck off. Like, uh, yeah. So everything, everything's bad. Uh, two days ago, Bleeding Cool published a 
8,000 word uh, interview with a white supremacist, yeah. uh, Vox Day. Um, apparently, uh, the editor in chief, who is not Rich Johnston, he always goes out of his way to say, like, this is not my site. It I is, don't own it. It is Rich's baby. Everybody but, associates it with him because yeah. it was founded on the things that he started. Right. But uh, the editor in chief published an article, uh, an interview he did with Vox Day, uh, and it was insufferable. Yeah. And he didn't run it past his collaborators. He didn't have to because he's the editor in chief. Yeah. And the next day, he had been removed from his post. Good. The post had been deleted. Good. And Bleeding Cool issued an apology that in no uncertain terms said, we fucked up. Right. We fucked up big time, and we are really sorry. And good. That's good. And they own that, and they have every right to get rid of that guy. Just And you know what? Marvel has every right to get rid of Chuck. They absolutely do. If they don't agree with it and they feel like this isn't good for us, we can get rid of him. I just don't think it's a good fucking reason. No, no. The I reasoning is bad, reason and it's it sets a terrible precedent, Yeah, and it's a precedent. Uh, it's not even a precedent anymore. They've already set that precedent, right. and now they're just capitulating. Yeah. And it's it, bad. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's, it sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap up the show, please. <laughs> yes. Let's, well, let's get into our answers. Wait, the- wait. Let's, let's answer Jimmy's question about the, thing, the good things that happened. Yeah, the good things that happened. Okay, so I went with Spider-Man marrying uh, Mary Jane, because I will always hold on to that issue, and I remember reading it and loving it, and it was sweet, and it was wonderful, and then Marvel ruined the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that could also be your worst, uh, your, your worst <laughs> yeah, thing. No doubt. Um, so I, I picked Superman marrying Lois specifically because there's a scene in Superman the Wedding Album, which is the one shot where they get married. Superman had lost his powers mm-hmm. uh, because the sun had gone out in the previous crossover event, and uh, he was just plain old normal Clark Kent. I, I think his powers were slowly coming back. Um, and Batman comes to him, and he's like, Go on your hunt. Uh, who this? Some bitch. I'm about to turn this off. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Chase Magnet. Chase Friggin' Magnet. How are you, sir? Uh, pretty good. It's my first Saturday in a while that I've been able to catch you guys. I'm normally like off doing something, and I was listening in and like, damn, this is dark. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right? you know, <laughs> we're feeling our feelings this today. This is where we're at. It sucks that we even hey, have to I'm- talk about shit like this on a comic book podcast, you know? I'm uh, I'm right there with you. I've got a few tweet threads blowing up this morning. Um, but I did. I was. I wanted to see if I could like find a positive spin to this. Please, I, I would love to. So, I'd love to hear it. So, so we're talking about a lot of bad actors and people who are doing like clearly the wrong thing in this industry that we all love. Right. And I think it's important for us all to remember that like we still have power. There are things we can do. Um, I just put out some thoughts on Shadow of Vader four and five, the book that Chuck Wendig's being replaced on. Don't buy that book. Yeah. And whoever takes his job, don't buy any of their books ever again. Like, don't support scabs. We no. can make it so that there are consequences in this industry. And I get that I every agree. one of us looks at it as an individual and we're like, well, you know, but like, I really like that person or, uh, but I want to do the thing. And if all of us just do it, it actually has an impact. I agree. Like, the I, when only it comes way to, to that book, collective action. I agree. Don't buy that book. I'm with you 100%. Now, don't I don't think it's don't okay to punish. The writer that replaces them. See, that's where I get like, I start to feel like, is it really that guy's fault? Look, what if that, this is that his person chance? makes a choice? Yeah, you know, it, that's, that's harder yeah. for me. Because it's like, what if it, this is this guy's shot, you know? And he's like, I mean, I, oh, I agree that it's hard oh, enough for these people to make a living right. uh, in the industry, but. Again, like if you don't 
stand up for yes. what's right, then... I'm all for it. Do not buy yeah. the rest of that series. Don't do it. Marvel should just Whoever cancel that book. that yeah. job is making it harder for everyone else. When they take that job, they're saying, Disney can replace any of us. Yes. My job security and everyone around me's job security is lessened. Uh, also, like Disney right now, their Star Wars book is farming out to IDW, and IDW is notorious for paying lower wages, yep. providing less benefits. So, like, every time we take these jobs and basically permit them to treat creators like crap, whenever a creator takes that job instead of saying, you know what, comics is my dream. Yeah. But it's also important that comics treat people well. They're part of it. They're complicit. We have to, like, and I get that the odds of us actually creating a union are so small, but we at least have to have some sort of solidarity. And whoever no. takes that job is that fuck everyone else. You're not wrong. You're not like wrong. Said that. It, it gets messy. They're saying my security is more important than yours. Yeah. It just gets messy for yeah. me. Like, and I agree with you. I, I mean, it's a hard decision. Yeah. It's a hard you know, decision like, to make. I, I just don't want I, I to punish some poor guy, you know, that like. It's, look, you got to make a hard call. It's true. Like, it's true. You know, I, I, I just. That book's not. That book hasn't even come out yet. No, it's already it. mired with this bullshit. Just, just don't put it, it out. Yeah, that, right now, yeah. just go. Look, it's gone. Can we please move on? You know, and just that would be the best it. thing. But don't, they're not going to do. And don't it. put people in the. Don't put people in a position to have to make that decision. But Marvel's not going to do it because it's more important. It's a cash grab, and that's what they see this as. We yeah. got to. We got to keep X amount of books on the stands, no matter what. And Darth Vader sells. We put his name on uh, some assholes. What's buy. the name of this book? A Shadow of Vader. Yeah, Shadow of Vader. Yep. Uh, I'm giving Shadow of Vader to number one through four. I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> See, Proactively. Yeah. Uh, w- one other thing on that is uh, when we talk about Bleeding Pool, and, and it's good that they've removed their editor-in-chief, but also we still have Rich Johnson, who's a guy that has doxxed people over the years and sure. is known for harassing women. Oh, yeah, comics. I mean, that, like, that website is a cesspool. Cool. Yeah. Stop visiting that site. They're bad people. Yeah. Rich Johnson has been a famous piece of shit for as long as he's been around. This yep. is yeah. not. And every time we news. click on Bleeding Cool, we're sending money to him. And if all of us just said, you know what, there are other sites out there. Sure. We could we could get him out because yeah. he's a bad actor in comics. Go to the beat. The beat so does like, a great job. We, Comicbook.com. We Comicbook.com. All just have to does a great stop job supporting these people. Yeah. Comics Bulletin. Yeah. Comicosity. There's these are all good plenty sites. Plenty of good sites. IGN yeah. is yeah. okay. Comic book, well, look, res- you, comic book resources CBR, is a piece of shit. <laughs> CBR and Newsarama, I only ever go to out of convenience. Yeah, God, they're But awful. they are yeah. garbage websites. They are awful. Yes, corporately These run. These are my colleagues, so I'm not going to talk any shit. I understand. Uh, <laughs> but I will always talk shit about Rich Johnson because that guy's a dick. Yeah, he's just a famous piece of shit. He's not even like, yeah. he's not even like bad enough to be a villain. He's just a piece of shit. You know, yeah. I, that's Ed. At least kill somebody, <laughs> you know, or something, so we can be like, "Yeah, you see, he is a villain." This you took know? a weird turn. Now we're uh, just like, it's like, fuck, fuck off, Rich Johnson. He's Peter Laurie and Casablanca skittering around, and everybody hates him, but he can't even yes. have. He's, he's, a, he's not even bad enough to be a Nazi. Exactly. He's just a rat. Yeah, he's just he's a rat. That's it. Parasite. He is a parasite. Like Venom. Yep, <laughs> just like Venom. Only not as funny as Venom, strangely, <laughs> which I never thought of funny as Venom is funny until I saw it, oh, the movie. <laughs> boy. Matt, I, I have one last question for you. Did you at least enjoy the lobster tank scene? You know what? Casey loved the lobster tank scene. Like, she was absolutely laughing. I was just like, what is this performance? Was like, Tom Hardy was so <laughs> like, good. I was, I was just, he's so good. Tom, I'll give you, Tom Hardy was just, like, chewing up the scenery. But what the fuck was that performance? What was he channeling? Like, where was this uh, coming from? When he's, like, like, in the kitchen shoveling frozen tater tots yeah. down his mouth. Just like, what? It almost leads me to believe, and he said, he came out and said they cut like 40 minutes 
of the movie out and of that his were favorite his scenes, favorite yeah. scenes. So I feel like there was some character development that he was trying to draw on. Or it's the craziest stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah or it's the crazy uh, stuff. Yeah. But like that they just left out. So these weird fucking scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the Lobster Tank scene. I loved it. <laughs> it was something. I'll give it that. <laughs> Chase, always good to talk to you, man. I appreciate your positive you spin too. on that. Thank you, Chase. Right. Take care, guys. See you later. All right. I'm not going to answer the worst thing because I'm done being bad. No. I'm, I'm done we, feeling bad. We got to answer it. We got to give our answers. All right, fine. Uh, let me finish my thought on the positive thing. Uh, so there's a scene in the Superman wedding album where Batman comes to a mostly powerless Superman and says, look, man, it's your wedding. Mm-hmm. Leave town. Go on a honeymoon. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. And Superman's like, oh, but Metropolis, uh, him, ha, him, ha, I can't leave it unprotected, blah, blah, blah. And Batman's like, don't worry about it. I've got it covered. And then you turn the page and it's a two page spread of Superman and Batman looking up and all of their superhero friends are yeah. jumping from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. And it's like, like I'm getting a little shiver just thinking yeah, about it. It's a wonderful scene. Uh, Ron Friends drew that scene. Uh, it's great. It's really good. Um, and it's just such a nice, happy book yeah so uh the worst thing uh my choice for worst thing is also uh, about superman and it's like jason's not only the worst thing for the character uh story-wise but also like brand-wise like in a kind of more meta perspective and that is when john byrne decided to make superman kill the kryptonian supervillains yeah um, yeah, because that fed all those assholes went yep. to the movie. And well, like, what about this oh, time when Superman, Superman doesn't kill? Can, yeah, Remember when right. John Bar- Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> character-wise, after John Byrne left the book, and uh, I think Roger Stern was the writer he took over. Yes, it was Roger Stern. Uh, uh, they went out of their way to show that this act that Superman perpetrated had a huge impact on his psyche right like it broke him uh to the point where like he kind of had a psychic break and he was running around dressed as a different superhero yeah uh like he he blacked out and yeah things are bad like it it affected him greatly and he had to leave earth like when batman turned into the batman of uh xandor five or whatever like the zur and r yeah right uh <laughs> And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly right. And so, yeah, Superman was like, I got to get out of here. I have to leave this planet because I am messed up. Uh, and so, yeah, for years, that act ha- haunted him. Yeah. And brand-wise, it absolutely feeds into the idea that Superman might be okay with occasionally snapping a few necks. Right. Uh, or not uh, being concerned about who's in that building he just threw a tank through or whatever uh, other criticisms of Man of Steel we had at the time. Right. Uh, and all those people that are like, well, what about this time when he killed a guy? He's like, shut uh, up. Shut you f- up. Fucking Snyder bros. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> all right. What do you got? So mine is uh, Spider-Man related as well. And it does touch on the wedding, but it is the entire J. Michael Straczynski run of Spider-Man leading to the end of the marriage, which is not necessarily J. Michael Straczynski's fault because uh, to this day, he says he didn't want to do that. No, he wanted, he agreed with ending the marriage. He just didn't want it to happen in the way it did. I don't think he liked the whole deal with Mephisto thing. He, well, he didn't, no, but he didn't want to end the marriage. No, he did. See, he, like, he's on the record as saying, like, 
Yeah, the spider marriage hurts the character. I was uh, I was on board with, but the with whole undoing thing, it. But not just that. The whole thing leading up to it, the spider totem bullshit, the taking what made Spider-Man Spider-Man away and turning it into this dumb fucking prophecy yeah. with like all yeah. this mystic bullshit. Like the best parts of Peter Parker was he was just a nerd like me right. when I was a kid that got superpowers and stayed a great guy, you know, and met a great girl. And they fell in love, and he was one of the only married superheroes I could think of at that time. Nobody else had families and shit. No one else like Reed and Sue. Yeah, but they were, but they were but, always yeah, the first family. We met them like that. Yeah, I'm, you know. Uh, yeah, at Marvel, I can't really think of yeah. a ton of married. Maybe I'm couples. maybe I'm wrong, but I, I mean there are some obviously. Sure, but it wasn't the norm. Well, or I'm just talking. Okay, not necessarily married super couples, but a, a like a character that got married and was now in a relationship, and it was established you got well into their run. The, you got to see the evolution of yes. their relationship, and to end it the way they did with him making this really dumb, selfish decision to save Aunt May, who was sick, by getting rid of his marriage. Aunt May was like 240 years old <laughs> at the fucking time. You know, and Aunt May would have said, no, Peter, don't do that. And yeah, if, oh yeah, for and sure. And if they wanted to write that story right, that's how it should have ended, with her saying, no. It's my time to go. You stay with Mary Jane. And Aunt May dies, and Peter is still with Mary Jane, and the brand new day is, Peter, I'm pregnant. And like, oh, my God. Well, we're going to name her May Parker. You yeah. know? Like, it, it was such a waste and just an awful thing to do to the character after you had run him through this really dumb emotional ringer with friends dying and Gwen giving birth to twins of the Osbournes. It's and so like funny because when J. Michael Straczynski took over that book, he was following a very bad run. Yeah, exceptionally bad. Run. Uh, by Howard Mackey and John Byrne. Yeah. And everybody loved it. it we loved it. It started really time. good. But if you think about it, Remember that the first storyline was the friggin' Morlun, here's your pro here's the was prophecy that the, was of your that secret. The very first yes. storyline, right? Yeah, yes. you're right. I think I was. We were all so overwhelmed by the Spider-Man 9/11 issue, which was just stunning, absolutely stunning. The way they handled it with like Spider-Man in New York dealing with the towers coming down and shit. Yeah, that was a wonderful issue. I mean, but, and he he did really he did have a lot of really good character moments. Yeah, he definitely did. But the contributions he made to the mythos of Spider-Man. Eh, that was it. He was really good at the, at the character moments and really good at writing Peter, but what he did to Peter, where the story went, it was the worst. Absolute worst. It's 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 all part of this mentality at the big two where they uh treat the characters as commodities, which they are. Right. Um to the detriment of the story. Yeah. Like Dan DiDio flat out said uh, at New York Comic Con, somebody asked him why he hates Wally West so much. Yeah. Why do you hate Nightwing? Why do you hate Wally West? And the reason he hates those characters is because it makes their uh, mentors look old and pa and Batman can't be old. That's just stupid. That's stupid. You can't have 30-year-old Nightwing and 40-year-old Batman. You don't have to have 30-year-old Nightwing. No, I know. I know. Not only is that stupid, but it's wrong. Right. Like, we, we went... Uh, 10 plus years with a separate universe with our pristine teenage versions right. of Marvel characters. You can serve both audiences. Yes. You can let characters grow and change yes. over time and, 
and not constantly hit the reset button and also show them in their iconic prime. Right. It's not an all or nothing. Marvel is actually learning that the hard way right now. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Like you can't, it's not one or the other. Right. And so don't give me Heroes in Crisis with Wally West getting killed off panel. Well, and also, why was he in, like, therapy? And um, <laughs> why was he in rehab? <laughs> well, it's not rehab. It's, it's like... It's effectively superhero rehab. It's not... No, rehab. Isn't that, it's therapy. Like, rehab. Because superheroes deal with traumatic stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, Wally is dealing with, like, he, he he's lost his family basically his his loved ones have been wiped from continuity had to go to rehab yeah okay i get it um got killed there anyways but yeah (laughs) and it's just like why why would you do that yeah why do you need to do that yeah you just brought him back it's just mean-spirited yeah it's mean-spirited and it's stupid and it's one thing like you could argue brian michael bendis ran daredevil through the fucking ringer that's different that character that is daredevil right daredevil is a tragic character yes that stays who he is because of the tragedy in his life right you know like don't fucking do that to peter parker don't do that to wally west right there's no reason to and you can have moments where yes they they're in these intense stories and they and they have terrible things that happen to them but there's no reason to take a shit on the entirety of the character yeah it's just dumb i agree we're done here okay let's introduce our let's introduce our new question of the week for these guys to kick around until next week all right hey surprise we have a new Gucci. Uh, we definitely didn't accidentally mention no. it at the beginning of the no. show. <laughs> this week's question comes once again from Trevor. Congratulations, Trevor. Via the THN forums. Halloween is fast approaching, so let's get spooky. <laughs> this month, we'll see yet another return of Michael Myers. The Annabelle doll will still be conjuring up trouble next year, and Chucky will soon be returning to play with another child. It's enough to make me wonder, what horror or movie franchise needs to be laid six feet under. Yep. There's a few. And bonus question, what franchise should be risen from the grave? I already have my answer. I can't wait to do this. I don't think I'm going to be able to answer this question because I don't know anything about horror. Let's hear from you, horror nerds. I want to talk next week. Let's talk horror. Not not good horror. We're talking about particularly pretty cheesy horror. Horror (laughs) horror franchises that have outstayed their welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that's a franchise is typically, you know. I mean, I love a lot of them, but come on. (laughs) We'll do that next week right here. In the meantime, you can send us uh, MP3s to twittednerd at gmail.com. You can call us at 402-819-4894 and leave us a message. If you're not going to be around next Saturday morning, Chase, looking at you. Ketnerd, looking at you. It's nice to talk to you live, but hey, I would rather just hear from you. You know what I mean? Throw your opinions at us. We want to talk about this stuff. Anything we talked about today, anything coming next week, that's what we do here. We go down rabbit holes. And man, did we go down one today. I'm really sorry. This week's episode was a real bummer. Yeah, but we had to do it. Every once in a while, you got to do this. There's good times, there's bad times, baby. It was, it's, it was the airing of grievances. It was the airing of grievances. Now, get, now on the, though, get on the floor and wrestle your father. This is the two-headed nerd. Sorry, now.